This is Don Smith from the legendary Wiley's Comedy Club in Dayton, Ohio, and you're listening to WWSU 106.9 FM, Fairborn, Dayton's right choice. Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio, you know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first installment of the Disappointing Radio Hour. And I am your disappointment, letdown, and everything you don't want to listen to for the next couple minutes that I have you. Uh, I am your disappointment for the evening, Brighton Jones. And today, I have been blessed by having two different guests. Shay, sports coordinator, director Director. of everything that is sports and sports relations to the radio, is joining us today. How you doing? And Stefan, our marketing director and everything that is advertising and... Are you unsure about that? I'm pretty sure. I've given you some hairy eyeballs. But uh, let's let's get right into it. I am going to give a little background information for the show, I guess, for the people who have no idea. Um, this is a show that has no meaning. This is a show that has no point. This is a show that has no direction. By the end of this 3.30 whatever time, I hope you're all leaving as puzzled and confused as we all are, whilst also trying to figure out what did we just talk about. Um, I think we should just get right into it. What do you guys think about fat jokes? Do you think fat jokes is as, are as bad as race jokes? Because today I was told that a fat joke is just as bad as a black joke, and I don't agree. I don't agree at all I don't either. agree, no. That's not... I don't understand that mentality, levels, yeah. and I think this is where, where I'm getting it from, is because if you can make fun of anyone of race, they can just beat you up. That's but if true. you make fun of someone who's fatter, they have to catch you first. And okay. I think that's Very a little true. harder for them to like defend themselves. And you I know that's to be the fastest person. You e- just have to outrun them. Yeah, exactly. You just have to make you have to be able to make fun of someone you're faster than. Exactly. <laughs> you can't change your race, but you can change your weight. And yeah. I and that's how I feel too. And I don't feel like it's make... any precedent to say that like yeah. you have to stay fat forever. I feel at like... some point you could just wake up and be like I want to weigh 100 pounds less and then work. People have different body types. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't have to be obese. Yeah. Do you think it's more of a genetic? Surgery. I mean, it is genetic. Well, there's sometimes it's different genetic. body types mm-hmm. for sure. Everyone's mm-hmm. not going to be skinny or really athletic or really large. But like, you don't have to be fat. Do you think it's a different level of like a fat joke if like the person is trying to lose weight and you still make fun of it? I think that's a different level you could imply to it. I think if you're derogatorily being mean to someone based on what they're doing at that moment in their life, you're kind of in the wrong. Yeah. But if you're just in general commenting on society's weight and making humor on it, I don't think there's any issue in that. that. Because at some point, where are we allowed to draw that line of like what's always allowed to be made fun of? Because, and my God, I hope they don't break down the radio station doors and burn us down for this, but I personally don't think there's anything you can't make fun of. I think there shouldn't be a group of people that are like, oh, no, nose is in the air with our bloodhounds with diamond-encrusted collars. We're we're avoidable to humor. I think everyone's got to be able to be subjugated to, like, humor and jokes and being made fun of because yeah. that means we're all vulnerable and we're all human, and it makes us a little bit more relatable. Yeah, you have to be able to laugh at yourself and have other people be, you know, I wouldn't say there's a fine line between being made fun of and being laughed at, but you have to be, you can't be that stuck up where you can, you just can't take a joke. You have to let people make fun of you from time right. to time. So there isn't a joke that you would not do. 
Yeah, as a comedian, where's like the line? So, and I know where the line immediately starts is with the N word because that's like everyone's definitive line of what you should and shouldn't say. And personally, I don't think I would ever comfortably like say the N word on stage. But at the same time, I've seen shows do it classy, like Always Sunny in Philadelphia in their newest current season. They say it, ER and all, in a joke. And it's in its context, okay. Because, and I think you, it's very situational, but like, I think if you're smart enough, you can do anything. And I think you can at some point say what you want, no matter what it is, because you, in a way, present it to an audience on a level of acceptability, I guess. Yeah, I get you. Suicide. Oh, suicide's hilarious. I'm in front of that at least 10 times a day just for myself. If anything, say, if, if literally nothing is going my way completely at a day, I could just like have stubbed my toe. At that point, I think it's immediate suicide of slashing the wrist. But of course, we reel back and we're like, no, I guess we'll just tie our shoes a little bit slower and, and just do the, 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 the day-to-day stuff that we don't want to do. Cause, and I know it's a sad little reality, but like everyone that is here today, living, walking around, just didn't take their lives today. And I know that's kind of a scary mentality, but like, it's not that wrong. I mean, you decided to keep going. You yeah. decided to push forward and we all decided to keep endearing this thing that we call reality. Right. I think there's offensive and then there's funny. And I don't know which one is which. I guess if you get a laugh, it's funny. Do you think they go hand in hand? Like they almost dance with one another? There is a, a really good, I've noticed it, like really good comedy shows and stuff like that and with comedians and like even actors and stuff in movies. The best ones are able to kind of like make it borderline offensive, but also maximize the humor out of it. Exactly. Because, and, and I also don't like this because I am a stand-up, not to humble brag and toot that own horn, but... I do some stand-up when I can. I haven't really hit a stage recently. But I don't like it that you'll hear a really funny joke in a small town, no audience crowd, and no one laughs because you're not that famous and they don't have a cue. Versus if you're, I don't know, Adam Sandler and you're doing a stand-up, even if the joke's not that funny, I think people will laugh. And that's what kills me because I don't like it when humor and, I guess, credit is given to where it really isn't deserved at that moment just because they have a big yeah. name. Like, okay, let's switch gears from music and kind of keep that same topic. Did you guys all see recently what happened with 6 9 and the court system and him ratting on everyone and all that? No, I didn't. Okay, so essentially... He basically ratted out... Yeah, his, his girlfriend even yeah. called him a rat and all that, but he was with that gang yeah, yeah, and yeah, of yeah. whoever, of whatever they call themselves, and they did a really... X amount of bad things and essentially from my understanding of what's been going on in the the news and stuff Mm -hmm. he's basically going to get off scot-free they're just going to let him get out of prison because he narked out X amount of people which I understand but dude if you're trafficking guns you're selling a kilogram of heroin if you're doing pretty terrible things that we've never let anyone else really just get away with because they've ratted someone out I don't think it's justifiable to say that his sentence should be reduced to zero time. Mm-hmm. In no way, shape, or form do I think you did nothing wrong. Oh, you did a bunch of bad stuff and then you admitted to it? Great. If that was really how this would happen, I think O.J. Simpson a really long time would have been like, yeah, I just cut her up a little bit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know definitively why we let them do this, but like, 
it can't just be on the mentality of, oh, he can rap well. We might as well let 6ix9ine sell heroin and just get away with That's it. That's what it's felt like lately, though, where you see like all these like big-name celebrities get lesser than what they should get and sometimes even get let go for nothing just because of maybe, like, you see it all the time where people get arrested, you know, and then they're instantly able to pay, pay the $500,000 That's and the biggest. Never, that's the they, biggest loophole of our judicial never, system that makes no sense to me, that you could just paycheck your way out exactly. of crimes. And then you never hear about a court case because, you know, they're a star running back in the NFL or yeah. like that, and they just gave him a million to walk out of prison. Yeah, they were just like, mm, he's had enough bad publicity publicity but in all reality the dude either like beat his wife and got away with it or and in this stance trafficked a bunch of heroin which and i will say this if it was like weed or if it was like mushrooms Uh or something definitively that i in my own personal beliefs think is non harmful to humanity or at least the human body i wouldn't have cared if it was like something that wasn't dangerous okay but heroin is liquid death there's no end game. You exactly. do heroin. You, you either end up die. in a ditch or you end up in some rehab after destroying your family for years for financial responsibility and so on and so on. Yeah. There's no happy rainbow versus like a handful of other substances. But this was like a schedule one. And the fact that they're just going to let him walk out of prison because he put other people in court systems is crazy to me because and also I do kind of think this about like. I guess jail systems in America, there's not really a goal to like rehabilitate anymore. It's a goal know. just to get bodies because the more people you have in a prison, the more money you get. Yep. And it's all just a funding thing. So exactly. I don't so I don't think I really agree with him at all, if anything, on the mentality of, oh, you can trade one guy for well, yeah. twelve guys when in reality we should be trying to reduce the number of people we put in prisons, or at least for the correct crimes. But well, a good example of this was remember that Ohio college kid uh, that sexually assaulted a young lady. Yes, whatever happened with that? that she, he didn't go to prison. That's crazy. He, the judge said that pretty much that he was just publicly ridiculed enough, and that this was a big enough lesson for him to learn that he didn't need to go to jail. Like sending him to prison was. It's a big enough lesson. lesson for him to go through a yeah. little bit of online harassment. Mm, Essentially, like, that's not a good enough answer for me. So. That and that and that type of stuff, that's what like irks my nerves. I switching gears a little bit because we're just gonna keep doing that. I don't think I can ever let one train track run for well, too long. Last thing I want to mention. Yeah, no, for sure. Um I feel like you noticed with especially going back to that celebrities and like athletes thing where they end up getting lesser sentences or getting off easy. They have that kind of, you know, free. They have the funding. They have, they have, the, have everything that, in place that, for them to get out of that, it. That, and they have the get out of jail free card with the, you know, all the best lawyers, all the best um, finances. Like, you yeah, said. versus then, any other person, say, of like. It seems like if anything ever happens that makes them look negatively on society, the league or themselves can just come out and say, all right, this girl claims I beat her. But she just wants my money because I'm a star athlete. And then, or I'm an and then that itself presents a million different problems to society. Because then, then at what point do you know when a girl exactly. is really getting sexual assaulted? When is she lying for a paycheck? When is it really an issue? When exactly. was it a story that just never happened? And that is a dangerous gray area that shouldn't exist. Of when the truth and a lie are basically in the same room together. That should never even be a possibility. Let alone that's the social norm for... The NBA, the NFL, the any, like any, not even a sports organization, but anyone that has money with any kind of backing of any kind of foundation is more than likely 
not get scot-free, but at least get a reduced sentence to whatever they do versus a normal human being because they have the money, they have the power, they have the numbers, they have everything they need to get out of crimes unjustly. Just thinking about it with the NFL, you have, I mean, this uh, Kareem Hunt just a couple months ago, there was video evidence of him kicking and beating his girlfriend in a hotel. He gets cut from the team, but he goes... He gets cut from the team, but he goes four months, gets signed by another team, makes making millions again. How are you able to and be he's not re-signed? Going to prison for anything. He's just going to get suspended a couple games by the NFL. I think if regular jobs, like out of factories, businesses, whatever, you know how they have requirements for like background information of like, oh, you can't have like failed a major drug test or something bigger in terms of like an issue. Yeah. Why doesn't the NFL? Why doesn't the NBA? NBA why doesn't anyone like that have restrictions like that like oh if you had a charge of like beating your wife you're no longer eligible to play in the NFL why is that not a base thing the NFL is a money-based league where they don't want to lose their. (laughs) oh no they're a non-profit in big giant quotes they don't want to lose their star players Kareem Hunt's one of the best running backs in the league and if you kick him out of the league there goes all that revenue on jersey sales and ticket prices that's true I guess a lot of but then does it does it make it right well yeah Ray Rice was kind of heading towards the end of his career. Kareem Hunt's in his third year in the NFL. They know this guy's going to be a superstar. So they're trying their dang best to keep this guy as one of the faces of the league because they know how good he is. And that's why, you know, they're suspending him a handful of games so it makes them look good because he did do something very bad. But deep down, they're like, thank God this guy's still in the league because we're going to get a whole ton of I know, and I hate that that deep down feeling is still there because I don't think it should be... I don't think there should be any kind of situation where you can just be scot-free. There shouldn't be any instance of your life to where you are not held responsible for something you do. Like, I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how much money you've had. If you beat a woman, you are at fault. You should get in trouble for that. You struck another human being with the intent to cause harm. Exactly. You're at fault. And I think I feel a little passionate about that because I am a pacifist. And no, ladies and gentlemen, that does not mean my dad did not like me enough to take me boxing. That just means I don't think I can throw a punch. But regardless... You couldn't. I know. Look at these little <laughs> soft ham hock jello molds of arms. But um, another thing you see, though, is um, based on what you're saying, is the fact that you know... You hear all the time about how much... you know these. We know how much these athletes get and these you know celebrities get taunted and criticized and stuff by fans but that's part of the uh, job description of when you're making that much money and you're that big of a name in society you can't fight back you have to you know you have to hold it in you have to and that's difficult sometimes because i mean typical people i mean you see all the times that NFL games, you know, NBA games, yeah. all these drunk fans that are yelling curse words at them and calling them the end. And they can just say that. I slept and, with your mother. Oh my God. That's like, completely fine. A good example of but that was the whole. Back, they get in trouble. Yeah. Like the whole Kaepernick thing of mm-hmm. like the dude, that whole situation made me really sad. Only because what he was doing was taken so out of context that people couldn't tell the difference anymore. Cap. Cap. Yeah. Cap. Yeah. He, he took a knee. Not because he hated the country he lived in. He took a knee because he saw a issue with police forces, with stuff like that in terms of the country's not working in terms of my color. My color of people is are not being treated equally. And that's okay to say because let's face it, America, we have not a good track record for treating people of different color equally. May I remind you of, I don't know, segregated bathrooms? The fact mm-hmm. that that is a part of our history makes me sad. 
but we ignore it. I like it didn't happen or that we've, oh, ever since now that black people can take a dump publicly, all of a sudden it's okay to call them the N word at a football game because they want to take a knee. Like, no, it's still not okay. And at some point you have to say what he was doing. I mean, it was a peaceful protest. And, he in, was, my opinion, I mean, <laughs> and in my opinion, when you say something like that to a, a person, you know, can't say something back. You're, of, you're, of the position you're fighting you're a fight that shouldn't even be fought. Exactly. Like they can't, they have no 0% chance of winning that fight. You know, they can't retaliate because yeah, of the position. They're because that in. would destroy his livelihood. Exactly. But, but so, Greg from accounting that decided to go to a game and yell the N word front yeah. row uh-huh. has no consequences and he will still have his job. Next week, doing accounting at whatever firm he's at. And it mm-hmm. sucks to me because those people are the people that really need to be held accountable. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where this hate can manifest into. But, like, maybe it's just because, like, I have a lot of, like, ethnic older brothers. And, yeah. like, well, I just, makes, I, it mentally doesn't make sense to right, me. Right. It makes you a weaker person, in my opinion, where you're, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to start a fight, you got to start a fight where each person has a fair chance. You can't start a fight against a person. Like a duel. Retaliate. At least, exactly. like, the founding fathers before, I mean, of if course, gonna, they, if you're going to throw they down, had, they throw had, down with a person that can throw down. Back. Yeah, they had their imperfections, but at least they knew what the f- definition of a fight was is that we each start from the exact same position. We're going to walk 10 steps forward. We're going to turn around and we're each going to shoot at each other and see what happens. At least that's the most equal fight that exists to this date, to my knowledge. No cheating, no higher ground, no lower ground. It's just eye level. And the fact that we've forgotten about that and now. I mean, people are almost willing to only pick fights that they know they will win 100%. Mm-hmm. No one's willing mm-hmm. to speak out about anything unless they know they're not going to be held accountable. They're not going to get in trouble with their work. They're not going to, you know what I mean? Like, we're only able to give our opinions when we really feel the safest. And I kind of hate that we no longer can express ourselves without just being like us in day-to-day society. You have to put on a face and decide mm-hmm. not what to say depending like where you are. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, Malarkey. Malarkey. Watch, watch malarkey, malarkey be a word that we can't say on the <laughs> air and just be like, There's the, that was the one that got you guys. Oof. Um, you switching it, switching off politics, let's be, let's be a little more silly. Hairstyles. Do you think every person everywhere can rock any hairstyle they want? Like, and, it, and here's my example. Do you think, like, Caucasian family, Caucasian son, never had any kind of anything... Do you think he can pull off dreads? Do you think a white guy has the right to wear dreads? Or at the end of the day, do you, is it okay to be like, you know what? It's just not working for you guys. Well, I mean, the right is the different right, than the right, does it look nice. The right, yes. Will it look good? Heck no. Okay. Like, I like your hairstyle a lot. You've got the fade. You've got the, but like, I could never in Pissing any reality imagine hit, like Stefan's hairstyle on my head. Only because, one, I have a huge head, but two, like, I just don't think I could pull it off. And I think at some point, mm-hmm. restrictions of race shouldn't be from interests, backgrounds, stuff like that. I think separation of race is only ever acceptable in terms of fashion and, like, what, who can pull off what. Like, or, like, just culturally? I guess. Like, at some points, you don't have to intermingle everything. There's yeah, this, yeah. There's this big Agreed. demand of, like, Everyone be super ethnical and care about everything and be every color. But in all reality, you shouldn't have to force other culture into your life if it's not your derivative culture that you enjoy. Yeah. 
Not to say that a white person can't get dreads and rock it like crazy, but maybe just leave it for the people who can sport it better. I mean, and this is just my own opinion leaking out, but like if a white girl has dreads and a black girl has dreads, 10 times out of 10 times, I'm going to probably think that black girl is rocking it a million percent better than any other Caucasian woman walking around with dreads only because one, it just, it, I don't know, maybe it doesn't look right. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a hat on someone that they shouldn't be wearing. I don't know. It's just an aesthetic that's not very pleasing to the eye. What do you think? I was right there with you. Do you think some people just shouldn't wear specific hairstyles? Like, do you yeah, think well, certain groups of people can't rock Jufros? Well, I, I think that other cultures and backgrounds should be embraced for who they are and then that we shouldn't try to, like... It kind of does bother me when, like, other individuals try to mimic another culture another just race. just to be more accepting of yeah, that culture that's what i that's cool and yeah. it comes off trendy and it's like it's not real it's not authentic be you and like you you touch on a little bit we don't have to uh, integrate every um culture with each other just for the sake of like let's just do it to be you know integrated. more together you know i but guess like, is, let's it, be respectful. do you see a point in just being that more together mentality of just for the sake of doing it? Or do you think that's only important in certain areas and we don't have to be 100% ethnically mixed together in every single definitive thing of our lives? Like, I don't think if you didn't grow up listening to rap and like older starts of what was like 1977s, like, like, whatever the beginning of rap was, if you mm -hmm. don't find that interesting, especially the fact that rap was more predominantly African-American based, if it's just not your vibe, you don't have to vibe with it. But you have to accept it because that's their vibe. I think that's the mentality people don't realize is that Bottom you don't have to, have to like it. Why can't you just assume whatever it is appealing about it is, that person finds it appealing. Let them love it. Why do you have to interject and be like, oh, actually it sucks. Just let them... At its at our core, people are the most innocent and nicest when we're just talking about, in my opinion, our favorite kinds of music. Because like people's faces light up, their eyes widen. Mm -hmm. They want you to know what their favorite music is and have you seen it and can we relate? And I think right there, that's where we'll solve racism is that music. Like sharing music. Like cause mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what color you are. If you find Jimi Hendrix talented, then I probably have a lot to talk about with you. If you're a person, no matter what color you are, and say the Beatles don't have any slaps, I'm sorry, we're probably not going to get along. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I don't think we should, I don't know. I just think we're making a lot of stuff about race when we really don't have to be ever. I just don't think it matters. I think bottom line, we just have to be respectful to one another and say that embrace each other's differences in the sense of like, I respect it and I'm not going to, um, you know, discredit or like, tear down who you are and where you come from okay makes you unique mm -hmm. you know we what time is it we've got a couple minutes before break we will start a topic and then around three i'll give us a break stretch our legs for this a second this is your perfect opportunity for baby's first tease yeah no kidding tease it into the top of the alley oh um, but topic of kind of importance at least to my life in terms of understanding and I kind of want to get what you guys say about this do you think if someone does something later in their life it defines them past hence for everything they've ever done do you think if someone okay here's the example that I've been dancing around 
Bill Cosby is a fascination of mine because the man spent his entire lifetime changing comedy history, becoming one of the most popular African-American comedians to exist, let alone have one of the most long-running shows that was a sitcom to ever face TV besides Seinfeld and The Simpsons. Like, yeah. it was on for an extremely long time, and all those years he was doing that, he was still doing stand-up. He was, he was mattering. I mean, I, I cannot read one comedy toolbox book, not, nothing like that, without having some kind of reference to the man. But now we see him in present day of what he's done, where he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that make his works any less important or funny? Or it stains it. It does stain it. Though. Do you think it stains? Maybe that's a good word. It doesn't change it. It just stains it. It stains it. And it's just like. Like maybe his rape allegations didn't change the Tupperware, but the spaghetti that they put inside of it definitely is never going to leave that color away. Yeah. Do you think that his works should be taken down because of that? Or do you think, in a sense, you should just look at his performances isolated into that performance and not think about what he did, not think about any of that, and just look at it? Like, can you separate yourself, I guess? I felt that way about Louis C.K., but then I feel like that's, an commit, that's another good example. I, I feel like you can commit a big enough sin or crime that at some point you have to say, like, no, we can't mess with that person anymore. I'm okay with not giving that person any opportunities past when the thing comes out. Like after, like now he's in jail. Uh -huh. I cannot see for the life of me Bill Cosby getting any more Netflix stand-ups. Yeah, no. I don't see Louis C.K. making any huge comebacks. And actually, to bring that up before the um, break, we were going to take around three. Uh, Louis C.K. has found a lot of trouble in New York coming back to stand-up because he grew up in the comedy cellar, in the in like the underground stand-up circuits in New York, yep. killing it for years and years and years and years and then made it big and then this came out and now he can't even go back to underground comedy without having people like yell like masturbation or something in the audience and like, I get it, but at the same time, are we really, is it really our duty to remind these people every single day about how terrible of a person they are and what they did was a mistake and how they're never going to come back from it. Like, is that really our job to be? Can a person be forgiven? Not forgiven, but I guess like, should they be allowed to work? Yeah. If, if, if we're going to allow them to work, we have to forgive them. Okay. Mm -hmm. In a sense, we have to forgive them and say, you know what? You messed up. Can a person change? I, I don't know. I guess I, if I had to put it in words, do you think in your lifetime, or more specifically, I guess his, because he's kind of older, do you think Bill Cosby will ever like be given another stand-up, be given a stage where people are clapping and listening to his jokes? No. Because, and I hate to say this, what he did was unforgivable. No, that's not the part I hate to say. What he did was unforgivable. What Bill Cosby did will never go away. He has to wear that forever. What you but hate to say is that you would I look like back, to hear another joke by him, though, because he was so funny. Kinda. I don't know if that's wrong to say though, because and I've I mean, I love his stand-ups. For the longest time, that's huge references of what I would use for joke writing, for thought processes, for whatever. So to to imagine that a man who had no sexual boundaries and conducted himself inappropriately still can't be funny? Or to not say that the Bill uh Bill Cosby show, the Cosby show was not a great 
show. Like that's it's still a great show. It's still a it great show. There's impactful. no way anyone can look it did back a lot of good. after his sex allegations and be like, you know what? This makes the Cosby show ten times less funny. Or it has worse, nothing. Like, that's that has nothing to do with it. Like, it yeah, all those things. If anything, maybe that was his chance of giving the world, hey, maybe I like you. Don't even know what he was thinking while taping that show for the first time. Like maybe he knew what he did. Maybe he was like feeling bad about it. Maybe he was like, this is yeah. my chance to at least give the world a laugh before they find out about all the terrible things I did and get thrown away forever. Just think about it from this perspective. Like the Bill Cosby, the Cosby show was a great reputation for like black individuals like myself and black families. Oh yeah. It was one of the most predominantly African American based shows in early television. That wasn't stereotypical. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I'm like, you just can't, you can't remove that from him. But he d- he is because he out. did a lot. Because you have to admit, he did a lot for a lot of people through that show, whether we want to or not. And we will continue that thought when we get back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing will stand in your way as you listen to WWSU 106.9 FM. Fairborn Dayton, Dayton's right choice. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. In 1977, Elvis Presley died on the crapper, leaving millions of music fans somber and creating a generation of toilet troopers. In 1999, pop star Carney Wilson underwent gastric bypass surgery live on the internet. Her surgeon provided audio commentary accidentally inventing the podcast. In 2007, I, Daniel Diesel, created this show, Where Ohio Throws Down. Ohio is on fire. We feature the best in Ohio music, the most intriguing Ohio stories, and in-depth talk of Ohio people. Listen to new live shows every Monday at 6 p.m. on WWSU 169.org. Spring 2019 season will begin Monday, January 28th. To get news on the show, please visit facebook.com slash Ohio is on fire show. Hi, my name is Anna. I am a history major here at Wright State, and you are listening to WWSU 106.9, Dayton's Right Choice. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, to continue our self-indulged thoughts, I guess, about Bill Cosby and Louis C.K. Stefan, you wanted to bring up a point about Louis C.K. before the break, which was... I think he does deserve a second chance. You would give him a second chance. Would. You would give him a stage. And I and I agree with that because the extent of what he did was a lot different than what Bill Cosby did. Yeah. Because Bill Cosby brought a large number of ladies into a world of despair and pain versus... Louis C.K.'s numbers were a lot less. His was a different kind of sexual assault. It was still sexual assault, but it was not ever... I don't know what to call it. I he guess, wasn't putting them on drugs. Yeah, like he wasn't he drugging wasn't them. He was just like, hey, come to my hotel room. And then all of a sudden they walked in and he was just naked with utensil in hand. Power, is we'll keep it. It's still a misuse of power, though. It's definitely a mis- misuse of power. And I'm not here to say anything else that, uh, like different from that. But I also kind of agree that to the extent of what he did wrong, I don't think he deserves the same hate and ridicule that Bill Cosby does deserve. But I also want to add on to that thought that we shouldn't discredit Bill Cosby's past works for 
society, for comedy, for African-Americans, for all that, just because he raped a bunch of chicks. I know it's bad, but like, to every negative, there is a positive. For every polar, there is a non-polar. My mom literally would not necessarily like make us watch the Cosby show, but she encouraged us to watch it just because it was so positive. For us to see, right? It had nothing. It was a show about just yeah, living that it. Wasn't a rapper. They had or a money. They weren't bad off. They, they were, were okay. And yeah, lawyers, and they were successful, and they, they were, were smart educated. people. They were going to school. It was everything that a show needed to do for the current African American culture. Exactly to be looked at as people, because and I hate to say this, but like before that show, I don't think we viewed African American life as well as we did. And I really do think that show did a lot for on TV. people. No, yeah, it wasn't. It, there wasn't really a show like that before the Cosby Show. There wasn't at least a sitcom based around a predominantly African American family that was so well off. It was either like a comedy, and they were like in the Bronx, or it was like something like that. Like Everybody Hates Chris was a good example of like a show that did the a Cosby lot for. Show came before that, though. No, yeah. I know, but like this, sh- like Everybody Hates Chris did a lot for African American culture, also by kind of exploring life in the Bronx and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't do to the extent of what the Cosby Show originally did. Yeah. I think, or I could be totally off, and I'm just a white guy that's talking about black culture and have no place to talk about any of it. <laughs> what do you think personally about Louis C.K. being a light-haired person? Of also, <laughs> um, a white-haired person. You're, wow. Um, I, I kind of see where Stefan's coming from. I think, I think he has the right to try and, you know, do what he loves again. But I also see where people, you know, hold a grudge for something like that. Where, yeah. I mean, it's not something you can just say, I forgive you for. It's. Do you think it's right for all of these people that are currently like verbally assaulting essentially Louis CK during literally like. To my knowledge, he has yet to go up on a stage and do a set without someone, like, interrupting his set or, like, heckling him due to, like, what happened. Does he deserve all of that all the time forever? No. No. I don't think but so I want to ask you this question, though. Yeah. Because he made a mistake, now that gives you a chance as a comedian for and other comedians for, for you to rise up and take his place. Because he made a mistake, Bill Cosby made a mistake, all these other actors. I mean, it was a lot of people in Hollywood that were making a lot terrible decisions, made a bunch of mistakes, but now it lets people who don't do those type of things, commit those type of crimes, and, and don't have those type of stains on their record to say, you know what, now I have a chance. Now it's my shot. It's opened up the door for other people. I think that's true. In. I think mm-hmm. anytime so, a bigger star of anything. I give them a second chance when you can give someone like yourself who's talented a chance now. You know? Okay, so yeah. not focusing more on giving second chances when in all reality more people should be looking to fill the slot and give not a second chance to comedians who have had their time in the sun but instead reach out to different comedians and give them a first shot versus giving someone who has had a shot a second shot i agree with that i think i think that's a pretty Mm -hmm. fair claim to make um i don't know i growing up Louis C.K. was probably one of my favorite stand-ups. And that's why it hurts so much for him to be, like, hurt. Because, like, I've never laughed more innocently than, like, any of his stand-ups he did on Netflix. Or any of the the long shows he would do in New York and recordings. Because, like, whether you want to say it or not, the guy was clever. I mean, he does uh-huh. a whole bit about duct tape windows. And it's, like, a 35-minute bit, I feel. But it's perfect in its sense. And it's just, I don't know. I don't think we should forget about that. I don't think we should... 
just turn immediately around and act like, oh, you did that thing. Now every single thing you do from now on is bad. And I don't think we should mark him with that. But I also kind of agree with you, which I hadn't really thought about, was giving first chances to other people versus giving more second chances to people who keep messing up. Now, hypothetically, let's say you are a woman, or like let's say a woman does something that you disagree with. Okay. It's terribly bad. and Everyone knows about it, right? Would you date her? Would you be like, I know what you did in your past was really messed up, and mm. a lot of people know about it, and it's messed up. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to date you. Would you date her? Would you not date her? I think it really depends in context. And I really yeah. think it depends on who that person is, what they've done, what makes them so captivating to you. Why yeah. do you like, you know what it I mean? It depends like, on the connection. Yeah. And I guess yeah. like, like, here's a good example. Say, let's just make up a random name. Like, I don't know, Abby. Say, I met an individual named Abby and she was like, oh, I've had like past sexual experience with other people. Do you care? I don't think it's my place to ever say anything about it. I don't think I don't think it's a topic area that I'm allowed personally to indulge based on the sole fact it wasn't my life. I wasn't there. I don't care that. I don't know. I Bad example, I guess. But like. If you could make up some kind of situation that, say, was an issue for them in the past and they don't want to bring it to light and they don't want to tell you about it and stuff like that, I still think if you really did connect with that person and you really did long for that individual's company and touch or whatever the case may be, I think you're willing to look past a lot of that just because of that soul connection of, like, wanting to be with that person. Like, I don't know, bad example, but, like, Say if I went on a date with a girl and she told me the date, the day before our date, she had been with another guy, like romantically, physically, spent the night with him, stuff like that. Uh-huh. If I really did care about that girl enough and she really did mean enough to me personally, I don't think I'd care. I don't right. like I honestly I think I would just be like, okay, I hope I'm better than the last date. I think yeah. I would just come at it with a laugh because Whatever they did before that day you met them mm-hmm. led up to them meeting you. I got you. And there's a mathematical singularity that happened somewhere that caused them on some path to stray and meet you. And if anything, you should look at it as a thank you because mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe if – I don't even remember what name we said, Abby. If mm-hmm. Abby had never gone on the date before, then maybe I would have never met her. And then you never point. met your wife and you never – you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just – there's a lot of pinballing math into that, I think, but at its core, I don't think I care, and I think I'd still date that person. Although she was selling drugs to kids. I guess, again, like, I, I think it depends. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you had, like, a bad life, and you had no money, and that was the only way you knew to get money, and, like, that's, that's, maybe you weren't trying to hurt anyone, and you were selling something that you didn't think was dangerous, mm-hmm. and, like, it just, it, I mean, really, like, we have no idea what those people were thinking at that time, that's and a- we have no place to say that there is one law or rule that should be able to cover every situation Mm -hmm. when in all reality every single person is different every single situation is different and i don't think i don't think there should be one instance of absolutely this covers all of it and this is good and you know yeah yeah let's switch into a little more hilarious topic what do you guys think about tattoos in the workplace are you for or against depends on the job why do you say that? Because I feel like there's certain 
Like, um, do you not want a doctor to come out with tattoos that has just operated on your son? Like, would you be upset if you saw like sleeves? No, no, I don't. I don't think it's more. I don't think it's the having tattoos aspect of it. I think there's some jobs where it's important to present yourself professionally and present yourself like you know you love what you do and okay. you you're appreciative of the position you have. Like for my, in my example, my goal, my long term goal is to have a TV show out in LA or out in California. Okay, I'm not gonna show up with you know full sleeve tattoos. I might get a tattoo on my arm or on my chest or on my shoulder, but so I'm not gonna walk to in. Say... With, I'm not gonna walk in with full sleeves because you know I love the job I have. I appreciate the roles that they give me and the opportunities that they give me. And I don't want to put, you know, the network or the station or anything like that in a bad light because, yeah. you know, their star um, has tattoos. host has sleeve tattoos on a national TV show. So are you saying that, in your opinion, tattoos... I have no problem with tattoos. I think there's certain scenarios and situations where they're not as appropriate, but I don't judge anyone based on having tattoos. Okay. In my opinion, I don't feel it's a workplace's position. Right. Okay. To judge you off of ink, because if you're judging off of what's on their skin, what is the difference from That's true. race and mm -hmm. ethnicity and stuff like that? And I think there is a line, like, here's how I view tattoos. I view tattoos as getting a little bit more information out of someone than they are willing to give you verbally. Yeah. If a guy has a swastika on his face, probably not. Because he probably has some strong viewpoints he would love to talk about over a torch and hood. But that's also okay to judge him because it, it signifies what is wrong with that person. If they exactly. really thought that was a good idea, then maybe you don't want them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a place to say we shouldn't judge off tattoos. Yeah. I just don't think we should care as much as we do in terms of if you have ink in... I don't think there ever should be a sentence like, if you have ink in general, blah, 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 blah. I don't think that should be every sentence. I think it should be very situational. Like, if you have any offensive face tattoos yeah, that, or if you have any like that's something I agree with it shouldn't be just on the face I think that's my only area that like you shouldn't really get a tattoo because at some point you can just wear a suit and cover 99% exactly. of your body if yeah. you if, if you get a tattoo on your shoulder or on your chest or something like that it's very easy to cover up yeah but at the same time I don't feel like we should have to hide them like I don't like how in high school sports you have to cover up your tattoos if you have one before you graduate high school because but in college you don't in college you don't and yeah. I like that they took away that restriction but in high school I still don't think they should because you're making the kids feel as if there's something wrong on their skin and they have to hide it for the next couple hours or something like in my opinion tattoos are the only chance people have to permanently stain their skin with stuff that's important to them that means a lot to them that makes them the person that they are and gives them the opinions they have and I don't think it's military work anything's place to ever say oh you can't have tattoos because of or you can't do this job because you have tattoos and blah 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 when in all reality it kind of upset me for a long time how the military was kind of like oh if you have tattoos like you can't even enlist yeah when in all reality they're turning away how many kids just because they have some stained skin who cares they're willing to die and fight for their country mm -hmm. and you're willing to turn them away because they have a bad invader zim tattoo on their shoulder like get yeah. get out of here right that's never made sense to me. And I, to this day, I don't like how people treat tattoos in the workplace. And it's never really rung perfectly with me. Mm -hmm. And I still don't like, as a world in general, how we treat people with tattoos. Because tattoos have been around since forever. They have been doing tattoos ever since we first found ink and needles. Like, we've been hammering them in people's backs in Japan and getting incredible tribal tattoos in Africa. It's part of 
not a country's history, of our world's history mm. to celebrate ink, to pass along stories or messages on skin. And then workplaces all of a sudden decided we're going to take away that chance. I mean, I don't want someone to like not get a tattoo their whole life because they just wanted a good job. That is a t- That sentence to me gives me a stomach ache. You wanted a tattoo your whole life, but because of your job, you couldn't get it. What is that job going to do for you when you're 90 on your deathbed? But you know what that tattoo may do? You may look it down that and, and be okay. That tattoo may do for more for you than any other thing in your life. Yeah. And people are getting robbed of that because like, this is a bad, this is a dumb example, but I have a tattoo on my back and it's pretty know. big and it hurt a lot. And when he was coloring in between my spine, I was willing to slip my wrist open and welcome death because the pain was unimaginably like anything else I've ever felt. Right, right. And at the day after I got it, I felt more confident. I felt as if there really was something on my back like protecting me, this ring of protection. But also it, it reminds me of my older brother. Like, I have to see this tattoo. It's it's a Don't big... Don't take your shirt off in the studio. Show them later. They'll never know, Shay. What do you mean? We it's already a... off. We have a window. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Don't ruin the immersion. <laughs> I just, I love tattoos. It's not prison. There's me and my windows. dad. Me and my dad watched Ink Master. All okay. those kind of shows. Yeah. It's fun, and for the working class society to all of a sudden be robbed of that opportunity to indulge themselves mm-hmm. artistically on their skin makes zero sense to me. Zero. I don't like the fact that we're robbing so many people from a, a chance to express. To just say, oh, look at this. Because, and honestly, there's no better conversation starter for me than if someone has a tattoo. I mm-hmm. will talk to you about your tattoos if I don't know you. If right. Just yesterday, great. a guy was making my sandwich at Subway, and I couldn't help but talk about his sleeves because I loved them. It's just a good... It br- Tattoos, to me, bring people together. You've got to, like, first of all, trust another human being to permanently stain your skin forever over long periods of time and pain... That's a lot of trust right there yeah. for humanity, let alone that trusting. come out looking okay, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, right there, that's, that does a lot for people, I think, mentally developing them to trust another human being. Like, I was, I mean, when I first had my tattoo, I honestly felt like I was getting hot Cosby'd because the dude had his <laughs> forearm uh-huh. in the back of my neck. He was from behind. I couldn't see him. I'm very scared and sweaty. And he's just drilling this needle into my back. And I'm just like, at any point, he could have just had his way with me. And I think out of the pain and suffrage, I would have just let him have it <laughs> and just take what he wanted from me. Just take me. Just take me like one of your French girls. Um, we're looking at approximately 13 minutes, 14 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to finish up this talk with some out-of-world experiences in terms of space. I love space. I'm wearing a NASA shirt as we record this. Space is cool, and I don't think we should forget about space because at our last line of defense, this planet is doomed at some point, and I think we definitely need to relocate at some (laughs) instance. But the question is, where do we relocate? Is Mars the option that we've been looking for because we suddenly found a little bit of water on it, or are we trying to ignore the fact that it is a desert of a planet and that's maybe not where our safe haven needs to exist right. isn't there an earth x there is an earth x i saw about this the other day it's like a it's like earth but like 10 times bigger yeah somewhere in the solar system and the fact that we're not doing everything in our power right now just to get there blows me away i think it's very possible do you think okay let me ask you this in you're 24 mm-hmm. shay you're how old 19 
okay, I'm 20, pretty close ranges. Do you think in our specific lifetimes you'll ever get to go to space? Probably not. I will ever get to go to space? Like, no. say, like, big innovations are made. Say, like, like say, Jetson just, level? Like, it's okay well, for old people to I all of a sudden see. go to space and it's not going to cause them any troubles. Do you think by, like, some instance of miracle, you'll either have the money or have an opportunity to, like, go to space? Advancement doesn't happen that quickly. Well, I was going to say, okay. I, the planet's screwed up, but I don't see it becoming unlivable in our lifetime. I don't think it's unlivable. I just think, I guess, I should word my question better. Um, I don't think the planet will be uninhabitable in our lifetime. I mm -hmm. just am wondering, will the world explore space enough to where it could be potentially a easier mode of travel than it is currently? Okay. Yes. Okay. Like When you, you word it that way, yes. Like, do you think potentially we could, like, have satellites that we could inhabit in space and like you know what I mean like possible, my other yeah. thing is like we're always on a quest for like another planet why don't we just build our own planet they did it in Star Wars with the Death Star why can't go. we just build our own thing to live on yeah. I mean all you really need is basic fundamentals for a living a thing to put your feet on and isn't gravity. Jeff like life mission now about that is he not like typing more into space Jeff Bezos I have no idea what you're I, talking about. Please explain. I think he's talking Creator about exploring that possibility. Tesla? I don't know how far along he is. Oh, in that. Elon Musk? Elon Musk. Sorry. Elon. I was yeah. like, what are Both you talking rich guys. about? Both rich guys. Okay. I mean, yes. Um, yeah, no, that's his like whole with SpaceX and all that. Yeah. He his whole goal is to like get us to Mars to invent easier ways for people to travel. And I like that mentality because the man is definitely a little bit crazy because he posts very suggestive anime photos on Twitter and <laughs> sells the public flamethrowers. Mm -hmm. But I also think the guy's onto something. I think he's definitely in the right mentality of, hey, at some point we probably should leave this planet. And he's just trying to get it done in his lifetime. And I like that because, and I know innovation doesn't happen that fast, but do you feel like you can kind of press the accelerator in terms of innovation if you just are willing to focus time and money into the right places? I agree. And Jeff is also doing something with space, too, though. So okay. Totally so you weren't space. totally off. Amazon yeah. space. But I was also yeah. thinking about... Uh, no, he actually is, like, launching something now, but... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I was thinking of Elon Musk, though. I love space. Isn't yeah. it just the easiest thing to talk about? Because it's the most... Like, at its core, space is perfect. I agree. It's, there's well, no wrong in space. There's what? no... There's no racism in space. There's no bigotry in space. It's that just this idea of like that we know of. <laughs> there's just some there could be some really racist we to, aliens. We finally out get there. to a planet and they're like, we don't like those white people. And it's like, well, this is a change of events for Americans. Yeah. Let's see wow. how we tackle this. <laughs> well, this is new. Wouldn't that be crazy if we finally met some aliens that were just all about every other race but white people? We would finally know what it feels like to be hated because, and I know like white people like to say we're oppressed there has never really been a time to where our kind has had it relatively hard right and there has never been a really good time to where any one of races had it relatively easy so i would love it if at some point some aliens came down and changed the tables all of a sudden praised the blacks and bigoted the whites it would be hilarious to see an inverse effect of that just from out of stellar relations because we have nothing to base it off of if an alien did that we would have absolutely no ammunition for like well they're bad drivers of spaceships no if anything we've got nothing and you just have to submit because it's what they said you know what i mean yeah, yeah. 
I alien think, takeover. Yeah, an alien takeover it's of non-everything socially. Yeah, just coming in with blasting. It's the end <laughs> of the world. I had a I had a fever dream once about a movie that I made in my head about aliens coming down, and their whole mentality was like, "We just gotta hunt the clans members," mm-hmm. and I no one cared. No one cared. Like the aliens came down, and they were killing Ku Klux Klan members, and no one batted an eye. Um, and I loved that because. Yes, they were killing human race, but in my opinion, they were definitely cleaning up the parts of the human race. I think it's time we just do away with because, and you can say whatever you'd like, ladies and gentlemen, I personally don't think the Klan are very smart, and I will quote that forever. (laughs) I don't have any fear of saying that on air, and I don't feel like Who's that outside the door? (laughs) Oh, God, the hoods. (laughs) Here they come. Um... But no, I just like. But if, why if, go mess up another planet, though? Why, why go mess Humanity up another planet? Why would we go screw up somewhere else? Why that planet was perfectly fine before we before we got here before and messed that, it up? Before yes. dang Big Mac, it Earth was it, actually it, it okay. It definitely feels like we're the aliens because we're never in a place in the world where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this biome was made specifically for human beings to thrive and live and do that kind of thing. There's no biome out there that was made yeah, for human no beings. Yeah, there's no natural mini mall in <laughs> air conditioners. Those don't happen. We just made them because we weren't comfortable with the place we're living. It honestly does feel like people in general are, are aliens because never once have we ever like mm-hmm. been somewhere on the earth and be like, oh, this is perfect and nothing should change whatsoever, ever. We've always had to alter and change. San Diego. And I kind of <laughs> like that because human nature at its core is to like develop, to change, yeah, to, well, to yeah. judge, to wonder, to create. Mm-hmm. But is that such a good thing to do all the time? At some points, is it not okay to say that we should leave things as they are in yeah. nature? And Because I'm a man of science. I believe in genetic altering. I believe in DNA splicing. And I believe in improving our genome. But at some points... Not really in that spectrum. I do believe there's some parts of science and nature and things like that we just really shouldn't mess with just because if it ain't broke, don't fix it until it is. Exactly. If it's working on its own in nature, it lived, it survived. If it didn't, it would have gone extinct. So exactly. what? what is it in our place to develop such things to where they didn't need it in the first place? Yeah, and if it breaks, that must mean that something— We did it We yeah, did it wrong at some point. Yeah, something came in and—, and and altered and changed it and affected mm-hmm. it in some kind of way. That's why it broke. Yeah. Like people, like the whole natural. Jurassic Park argument of like, let's bring back the dinosaurs. Let's care about the dinosaurs. I think if the dinosaurs were supposed to be here, they would. But they just didn't get that dice roll from but the universe, again, I think. I think humans would try to hunt and kill dinosaurs because how, could you imagine a dinosaur functioning in modern day society right now? Could you imagine a dinosaur right now? No. No, not really. I can't either. I can't even imagine it because I don't even know if Sticks. we know dangerous. what di- dinosaurs look like. Because dangerous. there's so much debate on like, what did they, did they really have feathers or did they have like reptile-ish, armor-ish like skin? Mm-hmm. Because there's been a lot of debate on that itself to say, yes, we have the bones, but we don't know what they physically really did look like. And what would really would bother me is then we would try to cage it. Or that we'll try to yeah. kill it and sell it for as high. But do you think a life as a as dangerous as a T-Rex should just roam the earth? Like, I think the African lions are some of the most beautiful natural animals. They're just big. They're mighty. They have big teeth. They have beautiful manes. Everything about them is cool. Mm-hmm. But they're super dangerous. Oh, and yeah. at any point, they will rip our hearts out and eat our courage. Like, 
do we just let them exist and populate and eventually take over and eat us? Or do we, you know what I mean? Like at some point you have to say, I believe in population control. I, believe I don't believe in too. extinction. I don't believe in extinction whatsoever. Eliminate the weakness. <laughs> if we don't need them, <laughs> kill them. That's Shay's mentality, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, that's how we draft. What are for, you doing? That's, that's how you draft for like new. I'd like, be, if if we were killing people based on the fact that they have no use, I'd be the first one to go. I think so. I wouldn't even get this show, let alone exist. <laughs> if, right? If we were you going, think if they're eliminating, if they're eliminating, hmm, if we, we're gonna kill people, we should probably start with the guy whose show is <laughs> the disappointing radio hour. That's yeah. probably where we could that's start trimming the fat of society. <laughs> But I also, and I'll finish. We have a couple minutes left, two minutes. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave this thought for anyone listening, let alone you two, to kind of think about. Okay. Do you think people should not have children soulfully on the fact that one, there are plenty of surplus children without homes, and that their genetic background no longer needs to be passed around? Because, and here's, we are the only mm. example. Like human nature is the only example of procreating that seems to defy natural law we are humans we can influence when we have a children or not animals can't do that and sometimes they just eat the cold ones mm -hmm. like we don't do that we don't take it to that extent but yet we have the ability to not pass on terrible genes and i think that's important for us to do because personally i don't think there needs to be any more five foot six white beer gutted people as I am describing myself right now I would rather have a bunch more Stefan genetics because you have hey. good hair and you have a nice smile and you have pretty skin I think that should be passed on kiss, I'm just kiss. I'm gonna use the last two minutes to just keep <laughs> complimenting you like bring and it I would kiss you I don't heavy. know what are you doing after this bring it in, bring <laughs> I don't know you, you're a pretty hot guy <laughs> but like you wanna go know. get dinner or something <laughs> yeah do you think at some point we should just not have kids because mm. it's really what's better for society. Because personally, I don't feel like I should pass on my genetics. I feel like I should, and I, I hate to say it, I, I don't feel produce. like I'm attractive enough to entice a black wife, so I'm not going to have a mixed child. So in order to get that, should I just adopt one? Because that would solve a lot of issues on its own. You know what I mean? I don't want to adopt. Okay. I don't. Although I love the idea of adoption, I just don't want to adopt. I'm just afraid of and, you have, that right. and this might yeah. just be like ignorance on my part. Mm -hmm. Like you just never know that that ignorant thought of like you never know what you're reaching into that bag of randomness uh, and random. what you're gonna pull out. Yeah. Because then there's also yeah. that predetermined that child was never asked to be born. Yeah, and they they're and born that's with a lot, a of lot to pull in on someone, and we do not have the seconds to talk about that theory. But no. <sighs> but then there are also some people that should not reproduce. They really shouldn't. There's some people. Sometimes you just see reproduce. someone and you're like, I'm not bashing you for existing still, but maybe you should consider wrapping it up and just not making more of you. We're good on you. Let's get some more yes. doctors having sex and doing stuff like that. Let's have more people interacting that matter and not ones that don't. Exactly. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our hour and we will see you next time.